Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Bianca Smith. Bianca is the owner and founder of Simplified VA Services. She runs a VA agency helping small businesses grow their business through outsourcing. Her agency offers Pinterest management, social media management, and general admin. Bianca also coaches new and aspiring virtual assistants. Bianca has an MBA in accounting, is an Air Force veteran and military spouse stationed in Madrid, Spain. She has three teenagers, is addicted to coffee, and is an avid reader. In this episode, we're continuing the conversation of how to hire great assistants for your business. So two episodes back with episode 62, Sandra Booker and I talked about how to hire great assistants and OBMs for your business. And now Bianca and I are digging deeper into that, focusing on making sure you're outsourcing and delegating the right things to your assistants, making sure you are using your hours wisely when you hire somebody, and how to really form those great relationships and go through the process so you get the right people on your team and that you are prepared to have this person succeed in the role so that way you get a positive return on the investment. So let's jump into the conversation and hear more about Bianca's journey and how you can ensure you're delegating the right tasks to your assistant for business growth and success. Welcome, Bianca, to the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Can you kick us off with telling us about yourself and your business? Yes. So my name is Bianca Smith and I am a military spouse currently stationed in Madrid, Spain. I run a virtual assistant agency and we primarily help business coaches with with the implementation part of their business. So social media management, Pinterest management and general admin. And I'm also a, a virtual assistant coach to new and aspiring virtual assistants. Nice. So how did you get started and all that? Oh, that's a long story. Uh, Well, I'm a veteran, so I served eight years in the Air Force, and my husband was also active duty. And, you know, uh, being military, we move every two, three years. And depending on what country you live in, you can't work in the economy um, uh, because of the agreement. And when my kids were younger, it was fine. 
But now that all of my kids are in high school, you know, it's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now? Um, I got my bachelor's and I got my master's degree in accounting. Um, and then we moved back to Spain because we lived here before. And um, I just needed something for me, something to do, something to keep my mind going. Um, I don't like to sit still. And of course, having a degree is like, I didn't go to school to just sit home. And I mean, Cafe Con Leche here is great, but I always say there's so much coffee you can drink right and so like most people I just went online and looked for work um, how to work from home and of course came across some things that I wasn't interested in and joined some Facebook groups and then someone said hey there's this amazing website for veterans military spouses they help you find uh, work from home jobs because a couple years earlier I had worked for enterprise working from home, uh, which is pretty nice, but of course you can't do that overseas. And I joined that group and there was a military spouse as well as a veteran, both offering internships. Um, I applied for both and I got both. <laughs> and so that's how I got started. One company I was working with a lot of military um, and the other military spouse, she was a virtual assistant agency. And it was a paid internship and she took me under her wing. It was an internship, a mentorship. Um, I learned a lot. She also started her business overseas. So she was able to help me as far as the legality of that working overseas. There's a lot that goes into that um, when working overseas and being military. Um, and so that's how I got started working with her. And then also in her Facebook group was a military spouse, a CPA that was looking for somebody that was just beginning for a uh, social media manager. And I have a master's degree in accounting and um, that was perfect. Her being a CPA, me being in the financial industry. And um, yeah, she took me. Uh, she, Sorry. Yeah, she took me under her wing and I became her social media manager. And I heavily just focused on working with those in the financial industry. I also had an Etsy shop. And so the one thing I noticed with Etsy shops, which I had to shut down when we moved overseas, was there was a lot of people struggling about income tax season. They didn't know anything right. about Schedule C's, bookkeeping, definitely not inventory. And I started to help people. And so then I became an e-commerce bookkeeper. <laughs> So I was doing e-commerce bookkeeping as um, also with a little bit of social media management, but they all were under the financial uh, industry realm. Okay. So the website that you went to, to find those positions where people were going to be hiring military mm -hmm. spouses and military veterans, do you remember the name of it? Cause I'm sure there's some people that are listening that would love to offer opportunities to that market. Absolutely. It's Kimber Hill is workforce. And I was, I love what she's doing so much that I became an ambassador for eight months. Um, awesome. And so what we did was we uh, found legit jobs. So every week there's about 50 or plus jobs and every ambassador job is to find legit jobs in that industry. So mine was maybe financial industry and I would go online. I would do research to find legit jobs that they can apply to and work from home. And they also partner up with a lot of companies which is amazing. So they're providing a lot of job opportunities for veterans and military spouses. Yeah. I think that's amazing because, um, my, my father-in-law is retired army. So when we go oh, up wow. to where <laughs> they live, you, you are seeing a lot of people who are the military spouses and everything. And even hearing like my mother-in-law talk at times and it's, you know, you move around and sometimes mm -hmm. it is harder to hold down a job because 
you have to leave that every so many years when your spouse gets relocated and, you know, to have people out there just focusing on helping these people get jobs because they have the knowledge and skill set to give to a company is amazing. So I love that. Yeah, we have to move every couple of years. And if you live in a military town, most people know you're military. So they're a little bit reluctant to hire you because they know that you're going to be moving. And the one thing I love about being a virtual assistant and running an agency is that when we do move, I can take my business with me. Because prior to coming to Spain, I was in the banking industry and I loved my job. I I would have stayed there. I would have never been. It was never my dream to be an entrepreneur. I loved what I did. Um, I had an office. I was going for my master's degree to be a banking manager. I mean, I knew I was going to rise um, in that company. It was like a family, and it was so sad. I wanted to cry the day we. Had, I had to, you know, my husband said we're moving, um, but he was retired then, so I really thought that we were going to be living a retired life. But he got a job opportunity that took us back to Spain, and knowing that we lived here before, I, I couldn't say no because I absolutely love it here. Yeah. And you said something that I've talked about before. So I just want to reiterate for everyone that's listening is you talked about you had this job that you loved and it sounds like you were a great employee because you saw yourself moving up, you were contributing, but then something happened that pulled you away from that job and you had to leave. And this is one thing I like to tell business owners a lot is yes, we want to hire people thinking that they're going to be with their company forever and for the long haul, but that's not always the case. Your most loyal team members can have things that pull them away from you. And so going back to kind of talking about like the military spouses is like, people are afraid to hire them because they know they're eventually going to leave. And sometimes you have to say, but what can I get out of this person while they're here? Because Mm -hmm. anybody and everybody that you hire might have a reason they have to leave other than they want to exit your company because they don't like working for you. So don't be afraid. Yes. We don't want the person that's going to be leaving tomorrow, but don't have this thing where someone's going to leave you be the fear that holds you back from hiring the person that you need today. I love that. My right-hand person, my VA, she's a military spouse. Um, she's leaving me because she wants to be an OBM and I'm so excited for her. You know, VAs are, we're going to pivot in our business. And she said, I was so scared to tell you, but she's like, I knew you would be excited for me, but I didn't think you'd be this excited because I do think she should grow in her business. And right now I don't need an OBM, but I know if I needed to, she'll be my first person I go to. So I'm definitely really excited for her. That's awesome. Sad and at the same for time. Anyone, <laughs> yeah. And for anyone listening, if you don't really understand the terms OBM or VA, we did talk about that on episode 62. So go back and listen to that where Sandra Booker explained the difference between an OBM and a virt- or VA. So just short, VA virtual assistants, OBM is online business manager. All right. So I want to tell everybody about how we became connected and how I knew you were someone I needed to have on this podcast. So Bianca posted in a Facebook group. She had a a new opt-in for her email list that she, a free download that she was going to offer people. And she wanted to get some feedback on it. And it was around how to hire great virtual assistants. And I was like, Hey, I want everyone to hire well, yes, like I will help you out. I will take a look at this. And I looked through it and I was just like, oh my God, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like someone put out there just because of the content and that was in there and everything that this was offering and the steps that Bianca was bringing people through, through this free download. It was amazing. And I think some of the feedback I told you, Bianca was actually like, you're giving away too much. (laughs) Hold back. (laughs) 
don't put all this in there, but I'm just like, yes, like someone who truly understands the process of hiring and how to find good people for your business. So what inspired you to create that opt-in? Yeah, well, thank you so much for giving me feedback. I didn't want to just create any opt-in and put it out there. I wanted to create value and I wanted the people to look it over and give me feedback. And I did. I took the feedback and I made some changes as in take some things out, maybe move some things around a little bit. But um, I talk a lot about outsourcing and I noticed that there are a lot of people that are hiring that they will put on Facebook looking for a VA. Well, that's a very broad um, uh, term because VAs, you know, as an industry, we, we have a lot of different niches. And so it's like, well, what kind of VA are you looking for? And also business owners are so overwhelmed. They don't know exactly what they need a VA for, where and if, but they just know they need to offload some things for them to do. And so I've been, I was seeing it so much and I decided to create an opt-in called Grow Your Business Through Outsourcing. And it walks you through how, I'm big into brain dumping. Um, it walks you through how to brain dump everything you do in marketing. Uh, it helps you to brain dump everything that you do as general admin. And then there's a third sector just says other, you know, like maybe bookkeeping. Um, right. Sometimes, you know, a lot of us don't like to do bookkeeping, so outsource that. And you write down everything you do in each area and you circle yes or no to what you can outsource because there are things we need to do like you have to record this podcast right you can't hire right. a VA to record record it for you but you can hire a VA to do the show notes upload it maybe put it to a blog um but so it allows them to circle yes or no and if majority of them are in marketing then maybe that's where you need to start or maybe you just don't like doing something. Maybe you don't like doing social media. So you're not posting um, your content's all over the place. You don't know how to do hashtag. You're not getting the reach that you need organically. So maybe you start with hiring a social media manager. And then the opt-in also has FAQs because a lot of people know well, where can I hire a VA? What's the going price for a VA? Um, and then there's a couple of steps about hiring a VA as well as 10 areas where you can hire a VA. Yes. It's, it was amazing. I loved looking through it. And that was like one of the things you talked about that really stood out to me where most people don't think about is they're like, I need to hire cause I need to get stuff off my plate, and, <laughs> but they don't think about it. And you gave people a way to get their thoughts out on paper and start sorting things out. So mm -hmm. that way you're hiring for the right thing. Cause yeah, those VA posts <laughs> that you talk about, they drive me up the wall and sometimes they get like a hundred plus responses depending exactly. on the group that they're in, because there's a lot of VAs out there. But like one of the things I always say, it doesn't matter how great a person is. If they're not great at what you need, it doesn't matter. Like they need to be good at what you need and you need to be connected to the right people and to know I need a VA that can help me with my marketing is completely different than needing a VA that can help you with your bookkeeping. Exactly. So rather than just saying a Facebook group, I need a VA, you're going to get bombarded, but it's going to almost become overwhelming. So instead, create a form, a type form, a Google form, let people know exactly what you need. Um, maybe you need them to be stateside um, and then write down exactly what you need. I need a social media manager to do engagement because maybe like in my agency, we don't offer engagement, but we offer, you know, implementation, scheduling, hashtags, content calendar and writing out everything that you need in a VA. And if you need a beginner, intermediate or expert, because that's going to determine the price as well. And the it will reduce the amount of people that are applying for your job op. So it's not so overwhelming. 
Yes. Yeah. I know I have this conversation with my clients all the time is they ask me before we get started, like, all right, how many people are, are, should I expect to apply? And I'm always like, well, I can't give you an exact number. Like I can't (laughs) predict the future. I was like, but fewer, the better. And they kind of look at me like I have three heads. They're like, what do you mean fewer, the better? I was like, because when we're really specific about what we need, we're talking to the right people. So more of the people that apply are going to be qualified and people that we want to interview. So you can have a hundred plus people apply and only have two people that you want to interview, or you can have five people that apply and you want to interview every one of them. That was my first mistake was I wasn't specific enough and I had over a hundred people and only interviewed three. Um, And now when I'm hiring, I get maybe less than 10 but they're amazing. You know, right. it helps weed out um, over a hundred plus people that you only interview in three. Right. Yeah. It saves you so much time. And chances are that those ones that you are now interviewing and that you're selecting because you have that very specific job post, they might've never applied to your original one. They could have saw that posting and said, oh, there's already a hundred people on there. You know, it's, I don't, I, there's no reason for me to apply because I'm not mm-hmm. going to get seen. Or they could have said, well, I have no idea what this position is. I am very specific in what I help with. So it might not be for me. And they they don't apply. So you want people to say, yes, this is the position for them. Exactly. When I'm um, coaching VAs, I say the same thing. It's discouraging when you see a job out and you see 100 people. But if you look through them, a lot of them are like me, me, me. They're not putting any value to the job op or um, or the person says email me. They're just putting there, they're never emailing them. So go ahead and, and put your information there because people like me, I thought I scoped those. I kind of go through them. That's I just hired a social media manager last week and that's how I found her. There was hundreds of posts, but I went through each one and I took a couple and I interviewed her. And now, you know, she just joined my, my team last week. And that's how I got a lot of my clients as well. I was like, how did you find me? They're like, oh, there was somebody else posted and I found you through their post. So um, I say that to say, if there's a hundred, it doesn't hurt to put your information out there. Right. Yeah. Cause even if that person who posted it has already selected someone, there might be someone else who's looking through them. And yeah, so mm-hmm. put yourself out there. Um, Yeah. So it was interesting. I was having a conversation in one of the groups uh, yesterday that I was a part of where someone was like, should I apply? Should I not apply for her specific situation? And I was like, do it apply. Like, don't sell yourself short. You never know Mm -hmm. apply, but as the person posting, you want to be more specific about what you need. (laughs) So you don't have to filter through things that you shouldn't have to, because if you were specific, people wouldn't apply for it. Yeah. So let's talk about your team. So what does your team look like now? Yeah, so I actually started by hiring a tech VA. So I was in this Facebook group and every Sunday she does a Swap It Sunday. And that is where you barter or you um, ask somebody for something in exchange for a testimonial. And this person, she wanted to get into the tech industry. And she said, is there anybody I can upload a blog for or do anything tech wise? And I said, sure, I actually thinking about starting a blog. I just don't know how I have all the content. I just don't know where to put it on my website or where to start. So in exchange for a testimonial, which is a a minor project, it shouldn't be anything too big. She uploaded the first blog, created the SEO. um, And when I did have my blog go full launch, I was just testing it. 
I was like, oh, she did such an amazing job that I hired her. So you never know where these testimonials are, are going to go. Um, so my tech VA, she does my email marketing as well as everything on WordPress are the tech things. Um, things that I don't like, it's not my zone of genius. I can do numbers, but anything tech, um, I heavily believe in outsourcing things that you don't enjoy doing. Um, I next hired a general admin VA. And so she does all the general admin and my business, um, which is managing my calendar, my emails, um, emailing to our prospective clients on my behalf. And then I have a content writer who's amazing at writing content. I write like I talk. And so she goes and edits it and proofreads it and change anything up that needs to be changed up. She also helps subcontract with some of my clients that need email marketing. So she helps to write their emails. Um, and then a Pinterest strategist. So I have a blog and I, I love Pinterest, um, but I don't like to do it myself. And so I hired a Pinterest strategist to come in and, and work not only on my business, but also help to subcontract. So that's how I, st I started just to hire for my team. And then as I grew into the agency, I started to subcontract the people that were already on my team because I trusted them. I knew their work ethic and their value. So we are right now a team of five. Okay. So with your agency, is that pretty much what it is? So the people that work for you, they're also then assisting some of your clients that subcontract to them, or do you have people in that agency that you help place with other businesses as well? And they're not personally doing work for you. Yes. So the agency launched this year. So I'm still Congrats. pretty new. Thank you. I'm figuring everything out. Even though we had a team that do subcontract, I wanted more of my team members to be uh, client facing. And so right now we just hired a social media manager. She's going to be speaking directly with the clients, making sure that she has their content. She does their hashtags. Um, so I'm more on the back end, just making sure that everything runs smoothly. Because if you're in the middle and the client's giving me things, I'm giving it to her, but she needs questions. I got to go back. It's, it's too much work. And at some point I'm going to get burned out. And so right. my, um, my team, uh, which before was me, getting things for my clients, giving it to my team, them asking questions, going back to the client. They never met each other. Um, but the agency-wise, uh, they work with me. Uh, we strategize for the first month, and then we bring on the team member to figure out which team member is best for what they need in their business. So for example, I just onboarded a new client who needs social media. So I said, well, this person is amazing. So once I feel like she is good to go in her business, kind of mentors me, then um, they get introduced and then they start working one-on-one -on -one together. And then I'm kind of the back end if, if there's any issues. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more. So for people that are listening and they're trying to figure out, well, how do I grow my business? How do I grow my team? I don't really know, like, can I afford to bring on this expert that my clients need is sometimes you can grow your team through these agency models where there's the people that you subcontract to, but they they're working directly with your clients. So it's kind of like they're in a way white labeling their services mm -hmm. to fall under your umbrella, but they have that direct contact with your clients. So in a way, it's kind of like to the client's point of view, like they're a part of your company and a part of your team. 
Exactly. I'm huge into team. For a long time, I wouldn't use the word agency. I kind of still don't. Um, in my branding, you won't see the word agency because um, I built my agency as a team. We're a team, but working together because, you know, I have a lot of SOPs. So I hire 50% military spouses, 50% civilians and veterans and people from all over the world. Like I'm in Spain, United States, Africa, South America. I have a very diverse team. And so Right now, my right-hand person, she moved a couple of weeks ago, PCS. I'm sorry, that means uh, she moved with the military. So she didn't <laughs> work for two weeks. So it was amazing that another member of my team was able to step in. Um, or right now, I have a team member in Texas. So there's a lot going on in Texas, a lot of outages. She's trying to keep me informed with Boxer. And I said, don't worry about it. You stay safe. Everything else either I can do or another member of my team can do because we created these SOPs that has videos and step-by-steps that another team member can come in. So the, my clients that I currently have don't feel like there's any misstep in the work and the quality that we're providing for them. Yes, I love that. And for those listening, we were, we're recording this episode on February 17th. So Texas is pretty much getting blanketed in snow and a lot of power outages. So might not be the case by the time this goes live. Hopefully not that they're back to normal, but just wanted to bring that context in of what's going on in Texas right now. Um, yeah, but I love that. And it it sparked something in me that, uh, this other conversation I was having with a friend the other day about people being team players and, like she almost kind of had this negative point of view of when companies are looking for people to be team players, because in her experience, it always meant them just kind of like you as the employee being willing to take anything that they throw at you till you're pretty much weighed down and can't carry anymore, but you're a team player. So you're just going to keep on taking it because that's what they expect. And I was kind of like, hold on. No, like (laughs) there are some businesses that see being a team player is like that, but that's not what all companies want when they talk about a team player. And what you described is a perfect example of an environment where people are team players. Everyone has their role, they have their responsibilities, but they're there to support each other when needed. They're not gonna let someone drown just because it's not their responsibility. They're gonna jump in. Someone's out of the office, they're gonna jump in and help because that's what's needed to keep the team as a whole functioning. And when the team as a whole functions, the company benefits, which means they in return benefit because they understand that dynamic of when the company benefits, they benefit. And when they benefit, the company benefits. Exactly. Um, There's a great aspect of having a team. For example, I do have a couple of one-on-one executive assistant clients that didn't go into the agency model. They worked directly one-on-one with me because I'm a huge part of their team. But if something goes wrong, I just box to another member and we work it out. So the business owner can go about doing what they need. Or if I'm sick, I box to one of the team members like, oh, can you do this for me? So she doesn't have to worry about you know, stepping in, trying to find somebody else, the team, because you get to know each other um, as a team and you start to work very closely together. I do meet with my team and I want my team to be happy. And so if they're starting to do tasks, I do ask them at some point, do you enjoy what you're doing? So we meet every um, about every two or three months, I will ask them that question, usually the third month, and say, okay, now that you've been working for three months, do you enjoy the work that you're doing? And be totally honest, because I don't want you to do something that you don't enjoy doing. I had one person that said, 
I, I honestly don't like to subcontract. I love, love working with you, but I don't want to work with any of your client work. And I said, okay, that's okay. So now I know that you're amazing. I want to keep you as my right-hand person. So now let me look for a general admin or VA that we can take some of these tasks off your plate so that you can be totally happy doing with, with, with uh, the tasks that you're given. Right. Yeah. And you were still getting what you needed as the business. You were having that person that could be your VA and then having the person that could be in the position to help support with those client needs. Exactly. So we're keeping, keeping it separate. So that way, if I do need things, I know she's there. Um, I could have mixed it. I could have said, you know, well, it's not going to work out because, you know, I need the general admin to do my and a client work. But I like that, you know, she works directly with me. She knows my needs, my wants. And then the other person I hired, she just works with clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I think some of that ties back to something I wanted to talk about that you mentioned before. So with your first hire, it was this tech VA to focus on the tech aspects. You started really small, but the two things about that was one, it was an area that's not your area of expertise. And as a smart business owner, you said, it is not worth my time and energy to learn how to do this and then struggle through it as I'm figuring it all out and then finally be able to execute it on my own and have to do those tasks over and over again. You said, nope, I'm going to be the smart business owner and I'm going to hire the expert to do this. And you start off with just the one, you know, it's kind of like, let's try it out. Let's see it. Now in that one, it was an exchange for that testimonial. So if you're actually hiring someone, you might need a little bit more than just one blog post that they're going to set up, but you can start small and test things out in your business and then build up to these bigger positions. You don't have to go all or nothing with hiring. It doesn't have to be this full-time thing. You can focus on just the tasks that you need off your plate and with the proper amount of time per week or per month that it takes to get those tasks done. Exactly. We work with a lot of business coaches that are in a growing phase of their business, right? They have all these launches and courses and they're starting to get overwhelmed. They never hired a VA before. So I always recommend if you never hired a VA before to start off small, start off with the lowest package they have, which is usually about 10 hours because you can grow from there as you guys get to learn how to work together, get to know each other. So, and it also helps just take those 10 hours and they feel relieved because I always say, focus on your zone of genius and outsource the rest. So I always recommend when you're hiring your first VA, start off small with maybe the smallest package that they have. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And it gives you the opportunity, like I said, get to know each other, get that those habits down and build from there. And especially if it's your first time hiring, you might not have the ability to all of a sudden fill their plate for those bigger packages. You might want that, but it takes time to build that relationship and get used to delegating, used to handing things off, creating those processes. Because even if you think you have all those processes created beforehand, mm-hmm. as we know, <laughs> once we put things into action, things always need to be fixed and, and adjusted. So starting off those smaller packages is a great way. Test the waters, get things ready. So that way, when you guys are that well-oiled machine, you can then start handing off more and really scale your business that way. 
Exactly. Up to five hours, then 10 hours. Because sometimes when you start off with, let's say, 30 hours, you're throwing everything at your VA and they're just trying to figure out your system and how you work. Um, so, for example, I remember one of my first clients had a blog. I didn't know that she wanted certain words bolded or capitalized because she didn't really have SOP. There's a lot of going back and forth. But she even had to say, I had to say, we need to take a step back because you're throwing everything, but you have no systems and processes in place. Let's set those up first. Um, and then we can start adding things slowly at a time. And later on, she said she was so grateful for that because she was overwhelmed. She just needed to give me all the things, but it was just too much with the 30 hours a month. Like, let's start small and then, and then we can build from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So most people, when they're hiring you, you're going through the process with them as they're trying to find the right VA, the right support for their business. Has there, is there anything now, obviously I think probably going through this process is why you created your wonderful opt-in document that we create, that we, excuse me, that we talked about, but is there anything else that really stood out to you that people are doing wrong when they're hiring virtual assistants? Uh, there's a couple of things. So one, they don't take their time, right? They're just so burned out. I would recommend that you get a VA before, once before you get burned out, right? When you start asking yourself, do I need a VA? You need a VA. When you start working to one, two o'clock in the morning, you're starting to experience burnout. You need a VA. Once you're burned out, you need a VA so quickly that you don't take the time to hire. You don't take the time to, you should get on more than one discovery call. You should be getting on a couple of discovery calls um, and really getting to know that person. Um, another thing that I see is like, again, starting out big instead of starting out small. And right now, if you're a solopreneur, take the time to set up SOP, standard operating procedures, create a video. So if you know at some point that you want to hire a social media manager, create a video of you writing your content, um, maybe scheduling. So when a social media manager does come in, there's a video, there's step-by-steps and they can just come in and almost start working immediately because you have everything. And that's why I said a video and when you're writing the workflow, because for me, I love a video, but for some people, they need to see the step-by-step. And for my clients that do have SOPs in their business, I find that we can get work done faster and quicker than those who don't, because if we start working on then building out those SOPs, SOPs for them. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important. So, so everyone who's listening, go back and listen to episode 11 with Amanda Evans. And we talked about why it's important to plan for a team before you have one. And this is exactly what she did. She shared the story with us of creating these videos and she would just record herself doing the work and talking through Mm it long before she was ever really in a place to hire because she knew it was going to happen. And she knew that once it reached the point where it was going to happen, she wouldn't always have the same amount of time to dedicate to creating these standard operating procedures. So she did it ahead of time. So when she needed to hire, it was one less thing on her plate and she could focus on finding the right person. Exactly. You also know how long something takes. I would give your new VA a little bit more leadway because they're not you. You've been doing it for so long. So maybe up the hours just a little bit. Um, But if you know something takes 10, maybe higher than for 15. Uh, But a lot of virtual assistants will do a package. So you would get 10, 20, 30 hours for a certain price. The same thing with social media. Maybe you get tier one, two, and three in each tier as you get different deliverables. So you had mentioned that having multiple conversations with someone before you hire them. And this, I I will agree that this is one place where many people mess up is if you think about it, virtual assistants, 
they're business owners. Like they're running their own business. They might be small. They might only have a handful of clients or you might be starting with someone new and you might be one of their only, like their only clients. But if you think about it, they're business owners. So I feel like a lot of people fall in the trap of like, you're talking to a business that business is going to take you through pretty much their sales pitch and that's it. And I'm like, no, like you, whether it's a VA, whether it's a social media manager, whether it's someone that's going to come and be a full-time employee with you, you need to treat the process like an interview to uncover if they're the right person for you. So I love that, that you talked about, yes, you need to have multiple conversations with this person. And if that person doesn't want to have multiple conversations with you, that's probably a red flag that they're not going to be the right person for you. Exactly. The last person I just onboarded a client two weeks ago and we met twice, uh, actually three times during discovery calls, we emailed back and forth. And then she said, I'm ready to go. Uh, she had some questions. So we got back on a call, answered all her questions. And then she said, I'm so sorry, can you hop on another call? And I'm like, sure, because I want to make sure that they're comfortable. I understand your business is your baby. I want you to be comfortable on hiring a VA because it's scary. So everybody doesn't take two or three times, but you can always tell the ones that are scared. And I enjoy working with those uh, that, I, that are scared because for me, it's a challenge to, to, to calm them down, ease ease their stress and just say, I got you, let's start off small. Um, you know, uh, any questions you have, feel free to, if you wanna hop on a discovery call, if you have any um, questions, just email me. But of course, as a VA, we can't give too much away to the social media, we can't give away strategy. And so it's that fine line of how many times are you gonna you know, talk to that client? But a lot of times it's fear and you sense that fear and it's just calming down. And like I said, I always say, I got you, I'm gonna take care of you. And I had clients that said, I was so scared. I had one client that recently said, and I had her podcast interview and she said, I was so scared to hire Bianca. And she she just made me feel so calm and that um, let us know that we can start off small and build from there. And now she is my right-hand person. So understanding you need somebody that's gonna come into your business that understands your business. So that's why you wanna work with some, a VA that understands your industry. Right, yes, very, very important. So one thing I want to talk about before we start wrapping up everything for today is, as you mentioned, you're in Spain. You have other people on your team that are in other countries. How does that work with your clients? Because the fact that everyone's in different time zones. Yes. So it's very interesting. I'm in a unique position because as a military spouse, I can only serve U.S. clients. I cannot work with anybody locally. And so I do, it, it is it is a hindrance because I do get people that say, oh, I want somebody stateside. And I hop on that call with them anyway, because like, well, why do you want someone stateside? Is it the tax? Because when it comes to taxes, there's no difference. Um, is there an exchange rate? I charge in US dollars. I have a US bank account. Um, it's, sometimes it's time. And what I want people to know when they're hiring VAs, you cannot tell your VA when to work. You cannot say, I need you to work 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, however, you can give them due dates. I need this due by Friday, by the end of the day. Um, and so just walking them through, through that process, I don't never just say, oh, well, fine, you need somebody overseas. Um, I try to see why they need someone overseas. A lot of times it's taxes. Or sometimes they want somebody that's in daytime because they don't work evenings. And so to combat that 
I don't work to 11, <laughs> 11 a.m. That's the start of my day. And then I take a four hour break to be with my kids when they get home from school. But I have evening hours. I work two hours in the evening. That's the great thing about having a husband who gets up at four. He's in the bed early. Three teenage kids who are in their room doing homework. And so I have about two, three hours in the evening where if my clients want to book a call, discovery calls, coffee chats, um, like right now I'm talking to you and it's, it's almost nine o'clock at night here in Spain, but I have those evening hours. And once I start to tell people that, they're like, it makes them feel better knowing that they can talk to me in the evening, have meetings and meetings aren't seven o'clock in the morning. And of course my team members being from all over the world, it's the same thing. Um, that I love to tell people, you have a team that's 24 hours. We're always going because we're all in different time zones, right? And so chances are there's somebody that you're gonna be able, be able to reach out to because we're all on Slack um, with your team member, but we also have office hours. And I do have where if it's outside those office hours, it's an emergency, you can just box your me directly, then, then that team member. And then I can deal with that team member once they wake up and it's there. Cause I like to respect my team as well. That is their working hours. And so I feel like it actually works out amazing because while all of my clients are asleep, that's when we get a bunch of our work done. So when they wake up, a lot of it's done. So for right. me, I, I think it works out perfect. Yeah, that's great. And there's a few things in there that I just want to discuss real quick. And this was another thing that when I reviewed your free download you had in there, which was one of the things I love that you actually talked about what you can and can't do like with a VA and how a VA is not your employee. So there's certain things you are legally not allowed to really do in the relationship because you have to treat them like an independent contractor. So I love how you mentioned that just now about you cannot control your VA's hours. You can give them due dates. Yes. You can set up mutually agreed upon times for you guys to meet, to go over projects to, you know, like you said, coffee chats, stuff like that but you can't force them to work set hours. So even if your VA is in the same city as you, they might be working opposite hours for their business because maybe there's someone who works in the evenings when their spouse is home while your business is nine to five. So just know that no matter where your VA is located, that you can't control their hours. But yes, you wanna make sure that there is some overlap when needed. So that way, when you do have to have conversations, and, or you are talking like back and forth through email that that can happen. So I feel like that's very important. So thank you for, for sharing that. And I feel like those are such great points of one, you can't control their hours Two, no matter where they're located, there's still the possibility of having needed overlap. Exactly. And because we're obviously there's this time difference. So my clients, Oh, even like what I call my biz Betsy, they're like, when do you sleep? Because you seem to be on when we're, when we're awake. You seem to be on when we're going to sleep. I said, but you guys don't see like there's this gap where I do take off hours in between my business. Um, and so it does seem like that because of the time difference. Uh, but I think that's the one thing that my clients like is because to them, it does feel like I'm available when really it's not. It's just a time difference. <laughs> right. And it's just, I want to bring up this one last thing before we wrap up is this um, one uh, business consultant that I'm friends with. He was talking about one of his clients. And one of the things he said was his client is very active with his kids and he wants to take time off in the middle of the day to hang out with his kids. Kind of like you, you mentioned you're doing, but one of the things he said was, cause he was kind of like, is this okay? Is it not okay? And finally come into the realization that your clients don't need to know what you're doing when you're not available. Mm -hmm. You know, so in the client's mind, 
he could be in another meeting. He's just not available during that time. And so you don't have to be available 24 seven. You can pick your hours and who says they have to be nine to five. You can work a few hours here, take time off to be with your family, work a few hours there. As long as you're getting the work done, as long as the help you're hiring is getting the work done, it doesn't necessarily have to be nine to five Monday through Friday. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we are coming to the end, Bianca. So can you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, so this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. You can find me at www.biancamsmith.com. That link will take you to my agency, which is Simplified VA Services. And you can find me on Instagram at Simplified VA Services. I'm very active on there and I talk a lot about outsourcing. Awesome. Thank you. And I'd like to wrap up with the same question with all my guests. So think of the best manager or leader that you have had throughout your career. And can you share with us one thing that made them really stand out as a great leader to you? Yeah, so I've had so I've been lucky to have so many amazing mentors, starting from boot camp all the way to the last job that I just left. But um, there is one that stood out the most. And when I was in a baking industry, uh, the CEO of the bank, you know, most CEOs, uh, there's different branches. I happen to work at the branch where the president, the CEO, vice president, everybody was housed. So it was a little nerve wracking. Um, but the CEO you know, sometimes you don't get to see them, right? They're behind the scenes, but he would come out. He, and this is when I was just a teller, he would come and talk to me. Um, when I didn't apply for a position, he actually said, why didn't you apply for that position? I was like, well, you know, I just kind of started working here. And he said, who cares? Because believe it or not, you you, you should have applied, which I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, because they, some, he saw a potential in me that I, I didn't. Um, and he had that, that trust in me. There's a lot of things that go on in the back scenes of the banking industry. So when there was things that needed to be done behind closed doors, um, he would say, Bianca, can you do this for me? Um, and he always had an open door policy, just not three times. Um, and he would know that it was one of us and he would open the door and he would talk to us. Um, he was almost like, he was older. He was like, it was like a grandfather, almost like this loving grandfather. And a lot of times he, one thing he told me was, he walked out of a meeting and I said, oh, is the meeting done? He said, no, I just don't like being in meetings talking about things that doesn't pertain to the work that we need to do. Let's get in, talk about it, get out. Uh, not at all that mush. And so um, it's the same thing now that I have a team. You know, we talk about things, but let's get in. Let's let's do some pleasantries. How are you guys doing? Let's get to work. And then, let I, and, you know, we're all moms, wives. We have a busy life. Let's get back to doing what we're doing. And it's the same thing when I'm doing team meetings for my clients. A lot of times I say, you don't need me as a VA. Meet with your team and then let us know what you need. Or if they are my right-hand client, we meet, but I do the agenda and I'm like, okay, this is his agenda, let's stick to it and then keep it to an hour. And so that's one thing I love that he said was uh, get to the meeting, say what you have to say, get out. Um, but he was also had an open door policy and my team as well, I want my team to be open with me when they say, Bianca, I don't like doing that task, you know, and saying, okay, well, you know, well, let's have somebody else do it. Or for example, 
if it was a busy day at the bank, I can go to him and say, listen, my tellers, we are bombarded because we took off Monday and now we have all these deposits. Can you order us food so we can just take a 20 minute quick lunch break? And he would say, absolutely. So he would go and buy us food. So, you know, so we would still be able to eat and work. Um, it's the same thing with my team members. Like right now, my team member, one of her, her husband's deployed, you know, so just sending her a care packet and saying, take some time off, take that time to it's emotional. You're not going to see your husband for eight months. I've been through numerous deployments with my husband and it's, 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 it's a mental toll. And, but then giving her a care pack, the same thing with my clients when they were pregnant, sending them cookies, you know? And so just seeing what he set for us in the bank, um, and he's running, you know, several branches, but still being able to be there, even for all the way to the tellers, which we feel like are like the bottom of the barrel, you know, and giving us that time. Uh, he's always to this day has stood out for me. That's awesome. And it's funny, you just brought up like the tellers being in the bottom of the barrel <laughs> on one of the other recent podcast interviews. Um, trying to remember which one it was. We were talking about, um, she was talking about how your receptionist is one of the most important positions in the business. And you think about it in a bank, the tellers, because mm -hmm. they have the direct interaction with the customers. They are the ones that are going to make someone walk out happy or make someone like wanting to speak to the manager and upset. So, you know, we need to get out of this mindset that some people are at the bottom of the barrel in companies because they're all making an impact. And sometimes those lower paying positions have a huge impact on the company. And we need to remember that. Exactly. After all, the tellers are dealing with all of the money. You know, I was the head teller. So, I mean, I had access to all the money in the bank. So you have to, you know, you want to keep them happy. And, you know, we are interacting and we are the ones that the client, the customers can go to and say, you know, I don't like, you know, because we are that first direct person. When they walk into the bank, we speak to, and that was one thing I did establish with my tellers was when every, every single person that walks into the bank, we address um, it also helps to reduce, you know, some, some things going sideways because now, you know, made eye contact and address them. So yeah. I do believe that it's the same thing with a team, um, addressing your team, knowing their weaknesses as well as their strengths. Yes, exactly. All right, Bianca, well, we have to wrap up for today. Thank you so much for coming on the growing your team podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Do you have questions about anything discussed in today's episode? Or do you have other questions related to hiring and managing your team? Then I invite you to join us over in the Growing Your Team Facebook community. The group is designed to provide you support as you grow and manage the team who will save you time and earn both you and your business more. So come on over and join us in the Growing Your Team Facebook group and let's grow you the team that you need and deserve. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.